0: Today's read, Meditations Across the King's River, African-inspired wisdom for life's journey, written by James Weeks, Chapter 8, Return of the Matriarch. Success can be defined in many ways. You must decide what it means to you. Ask yourself, will it bring me peace of mind? Is it in alignment with my values? Will it allow me to serve others in a meaningful way? Alma Daward Wa. Alma Daward Wa. Alma Daward Wa. Alma in Spanish means soul. Wa is a Yoruba word meaning come. Alma Daward is my maternal grandmother. She was the family matriarch. A woman of unshakable faith, who passed over in 2002, she raised seven of her own children and other young men who were not biologically hers. I call on Alma often, when I meditate in the morning, when I sense tension in my family, when I need inspiration, when I perform divination for others, when I am racked with worry. At the Clorox Corporation where I worked for 19 years, I kept a photo of Grandma on the wall in my office. She was wearing an elegant light blue dress and a hat when I snapped that photo of her strolling out of church at my cousin's wedding. She looked beautiful. I would glance at the photo whenever I needed an infusion of hope at work. Before staff meetings, I made sure I arrived at the conference room long before everyone else. So I could pour libations to her and my other ancestors. Iba e, iba e, enito nu, we say in our tradition, it means, I salute you, I salute you, those I can no longer see. I didn't always have the conviction our dead are still with us. At the Roman Catholic Church I attended as a child, the focus was always on sin confession and the promise of heaven, there was no mention of the power of the ancestors to help heal and guide us. In African spiritual traditions, however, ancestors are important, and it is unthinkable to begin any major task without consulting them and asking for their support and blessings. Before I had powerful experiences of my own, I had to rely on the faith of others. My mentor, the late Ifa priest, Dr. Afolabi Ipega, was one of those sturdy bridges leading to the unseen. His belief in the ancestors was rock solid and bolstered my confidence in the Ikungun ancestors. After all, I told myself, Baba Ipega was not a fool he was a scientist and must know what he's talking about. There was no hesitation in his voice when he spoke about the igungun. His gaze was always steady. My belief in the afterlife, however, didn't fully blossom until I I met the world-renowned medium Robert Brown during a workshop on psychic development. Author of the book, We Are Eternal, Brown is an ordained minister from England who has done readings for the late Princess Diana and other celebrities. He has been called the medium's medium because his services are frequently sought out by other famous mediums, such as James Van Praag, author of the New York Times bestseller, Talking to Heaven. But what exactly is a medium? A medium is a psychic who has fine-tuned his or her extrasensory perception and can interface with spirits in other dimensions, says James Van Prague in his book Heaven and Earth. Mediumship involves the ability to manipulate energy. Mediums must be able to alter their energy levels to such an extent as to communicate with the higher vibrations of the spirit world. Psychics are not necessarily mediums, but all mediums are psychics, says Van Praagh. It was in the spring of 2003 that I brought our son Malcolm to a Robert Brown workshop in San Francisco. There were only about 18 people in attendance, and Brown, who believes we can all improve our psychic abilities with lots of practice, began by leading us through medium exercises. He also spoke of chakras powerful energy centers located throughout our bodies that can help us connect to spirit. Then Brown led an exercise in psychometry, 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 the art of holding an object to retrieve information spiritually about the owner of the object. Malcolm and I participated in all exercises. Finally, the moment we were all waiting for arrived when Brown demonstrated his ability to communicate with the other world. The first soul that came through was a young man who had been killed in a motorcycle accident. He wanted to reassure his mom, who was taking the class, not only that he is still alive but that he's still the comedian he had been on earth. Communicating through Brown. The young man told his sobbing mother how he called her phone and made an odd series of numbers flash on her screen. The mom recalled seeing the numbers and Brown explained how it's not uncommon for spirits to attempt to get our attention by manipulating phones and other devices such as radios and clocks, gifts, dreams, flickering lights, Fragrances and flashes of inspirations are often the signs from spirit as well. The young man also spoke about his favorite sports jacket and other personal belongings that mom kept in his bedroom to keep memories of him alive. Before fading back into the spirit world, the young man told mom once again how much he misses and loves her. This second soul, the second soul to come through, was a distraught father. came to apologize to his son for not being a good father and for not showing enough love. Dad had been a chronic gambler. Most of us are gamblers too. We think we have more time on earth than we do, and we take way too much for granted. Often reluctant or unable to forgive or to express what we truly feel, we end up crippling ourselves emotionally and spiritually, then we wonder why we can't find the energy to move forward with our lives. By the time the third soul materialized, there was only approximately six minutes left in the class. My heart quickened when Brown said an older woman in spirit wanted to talk to the young man in the back of the room. Then 17, Malcolm was the only young man present. She's your grandmother who passed over recently, Brown said. Malcolm and I looked at each other quizzically. Was Brown talking about my grandmother or Malcolm's? Our son had never met my wife's mother, and my own mother was still alive, is still alive. At first, we thought there must be some mistake, but as Brown provided detail after detail, It became clear. The spirit was Alma, Malcolm's great-grandmother, who knew Malcolm and loved to play with him when he was a toddler. This was a woman who had seven children, said Brown. This was a woman with very strong faith. This was a woman who loved children. In fact, while talking to Brown from the spirit world, Grandma was accompanied by a spirit child. All of the messages from Grandma were directed at Malcolm. She told him how he was born walking straight, but was now walking crooked. It was a reference to the thug life he was leading at the time. Grandma told Malcolm she has more faith in him than he has in himself. She told him she was constantly at his side and had prevented him from getting into more trouble. Grandma also revealed other things I didn't know. Things Malcolm knew and later confirmed. She spoke of a pain in his back and an upcoming job he eventually got. Fortunately, she said his days of trouble are over. Although Grandma did not speak to me directly, I felt that she did. She gave me the faith I needed and permanently changed the way I see death. How could a woman who was buried on St. Croix show up in California. Here was the solid proof that the ancestors are often around us and can travel anywhere to support us in times of need. Since then, I've received many messages from my ancestors. Some of the messages have come through other mediums and others have come through intuition and inspiration. To have faith in my ability as a healer. To visualize the completion of my film and to meditate more often. I've also been told to play my guitar more. To spend more time in my garden. And to have more fun. Spirit communication is our birthright. Our ancestors are trying to get through to all of us. But we must learn how to interpret their signs. In the book, Called to Heal African Shamanic Healers, Kumbulak Njuli Haswazi Healer says, When a thought comes to my mind and keeps coming back, I know its guidance from my ancestors. I have always followed my ancestors exactly. With modernization, people begin to see this contact with their ancestors as something primitive. They ignore the attempts of the ancestors to make contact. We are losing more ability to make spiritual contact. Ancestors and spirits can't communicate with us in the usual way because they are in the cosmic field. We need to discover the way in which we get individual messages and learn to recognize the signals that come from this realm, says Dave Coombs in the book Africa in my bones. Each of us has our own specific avenue of communication that we should nurture. It may come as a buzzing in the ear or tingling up the spine. Some of us just have a deep internal sense of knowing. If we get a gut feeling that something is amiss, more than likely it is, and we should take heed. Clients often tell me, They don't feel connected to their ancestors and are worried their prayers are not being answered. Usually when I hear this, it's because something in their life is not going the way they think it should. My journey has convinced me that our ancestors are working with us even when things seem to be going against us. I call this the mystery of perfect imperfection because... Even when things are not going smoothly, amazing things can happen. Sometimes the ancestors will intentionally mess something up so they can help improve an area of our lives that needs fixing. Besides my experience with grandma, with my grandma, one of my most profound spiritual experiences happened shortly after a driver backed into our family car in a parking lot in Oakland. The incident set off an amazing chain of events that led to the selling of my sister's land on the island of St. Croix. That accident had to happen. I believe my father, who passed in 2008, orchestrated this event. He was the original owner of the land. The sale of the land will help us take care of my sick mom and it happened just as we were about to run out of funds for her round the clock care here's how the brilliant plan of the ancestors unfolded my wife Stephanie needed an estimate to repair the dents and scrapes on the car when she called our mechanic shop in Oakland she found out he was vacationing on St Croix since i was on the island at the time She asked me to call our mechanic on his phone to get an estimate. I no longer had his phone number, but I knew someone who did, his business partner. So, I drove into Friedrichstead, looking for our mechanic's business partner, but he wasn't in his office. It turns out he was right around the corner at a tire repair business located on my sister's land. I got the phone number I needed and just as I was about to drive off, the man who owned the business on my sister's land walked up to my car and said he wanted to buy the property. I called my sister immediately and she was elated that someone wanted to buy it. She had no idea the property was worth what it was. It took a year for the sale to go through. It wasn't easy though. We had to overcome an unexpected legal challenge and ended up selling the property to another buyer. I am thankful. Not only will we be able to help mom, the sale of the land also enabled me to purchase a used car for my daughter, who had to commute to several jobs without a vehicle in Los Angeles for more than a year. Thanks to the sale, I was able to invest in the publishing of this book. Out of an imperfect incident, So many things happened perfectly. Our ancestors are doing their best to look after us. We must be patient as they attempt to guide us. We must also show up in our own lives and do some work too. A candle flickers on my altar in honor of my ancestors every day. We must never forget how much we are loved. We do not walk alone.